...just evening of our lives, singing to our heart's content songs in praise of Chairman Morrow. Total tyrannical control. A country cheering your every word in frenzied fanaticism. So, you'd like to be a dictator. To have subjects clinging on to every word you utter. Obeying your every command. Naturally, you will be expected to kill, maim, torture and destroy all who oppose you. Well, who wouldn't sacrifice a few, or many, for ultimate power? How would you corral millions of your countrymen to create complete conformity, to be crowned El Supremo? Tempted? You know you crave it, so pave it. Well, pursue my playbook of fail-safe chapters to your successful tyranny. Firstly, you must understand your tools and your weapons, which are your raw materials, your loyal, adoring subjects. As a potential dictator, you should realize that your frock of followers are like wet cement, waiting to solidify into your malevolent mold. Chapter 1 Revolution How can you achieve your unstoppable powerful potential? It's simple. You wait. You yearn for a bitter depressed nation where subjects are unemployed and starving, without hope. This is the exquisite time to make your move towards chaos, corruption, anarchy, and a pinch or more of revolution. You must stage your revolution during a period of struggle. After all, the best dictators such as Hitler, Lenin, Pol Pot, Idi Amin, and our hero, Mao, in his glorious rise to power. Let's begin your journey with our hero, our god, who has perfected the art of bending society to his will, the maestro of the massacre of millions, Mao Zedong. According to eyewitness and famous author of Wild Swans, Yun Chang, Mao didn't try to build the nation. I mean, Mao destroyed the nation. He didn't unify China. China was a unified place. I mean, he set people against each other. He brought great chaos and tragedies and suffering to this nation. He was not a builder. He was a destroyer. At the heart of your dictatorship is destruction. If you too want to control and simultaneously destroy the sheep, whoops, the low beloved subjects, you must also have a narcissistic belief in your own philosophy. You alone can save society. Mao understood the importance of maintaining power through suffrage. According to his quotations published in the Little Red Book, Famously he said, all power grows out of the barrel of a gun. However, like Mao, you need to believe that your philosophy will be enacted, whatever the price. He said, we are prepared to let 300 million Chinese die to achieve our aims. After all, what is a few or many million lives compared to your goal of world domination? Chapter two, conformity conquers all. What does conformity actually mean? Let's see what Google has to say. 
Conformity is defined as behavior in accordance with socially accepted conventions. Rubbish. Conformity isn't just sharing similar childhood experiences. Conformity to you as a vivacious potential leader with ambitious prospects is a tool created through threat, torture, fear, and manipulation. How can you, as an up-and-coming dictator, convince every person of a nation to swallow the bitter pill of oppression? It's very easy for people to argue. I would never conform to tyranny and dictatorship. I would never perform acts of atrocity to aid a dictator. Mmm, I promise you they will. So, you want to take control? How do you attain power? What a better place to start than the study of Ashk and his experiments on conformity. He aimed to investigate whether an individual would conform to a group's decision, despite the individual knowing that their answer was ultimately incorrect. A group of 50 male college students were tasked in choosing the longest line on a card. The others in the room were actors, who selected the wrong line deliberately. Like whales beaching themselves one after another, the trial saw well over half conform with incorrect majority, with a mere quarter choosing not to. Without peer pressure, less than 1% chose the wrong answer. So, what do his findings conclude? Delightfully, the majority of the masses are highly susceptible to conformity, despite the subconscious knowledge that their decision is ultimately incorrect. You see? It's easy to tighten the noose of conformity. When you look at human history, freedom is not the norm. We love being ruled. Chapter 3. Understand your tools. Congratulations. Excellent choice. Your terrific tyranny has created your own personal dystopian universe, proudly accompanied by crushing conformity. As suggested, you will need to torture murder, and starve your nation, but they're expendable. Mao, upon visiting the dying and starving peasants, stated, He said himself, he changed. He felt a kind of ecstasy as he had never experienced it before. This ecstasy can be yours. Let the suffering of your people, their weakness and suppressed agony be the catalyst for your rise to power. This information is important to remember when you force your subjects to torture and kill as an act of worship. Take Mao. I don't think you'll find any evidence of Mao pulling any triggers or actively hanging anybody. He made sure that other people did that for him. He was the man coming up with the ideology, coming up with the words to say to the peasants, you must rise up, you must take what is rightfully yours. Hence, by any means, Violence is an amazing conformist tool that you too can use to cull and torture the herd of doubters. Sounds fun? As the greatest manipulator who had ever lived, Machiavelli intimated, It is better to be feared than loved if you cannot be both. So torture is the tool of the tyrant. None of his feelings were for the tragedy he brought for the Chinese population and for the death of well over 70 million Chinese in peacetime. Chapter 4. Manifesting Your New Empire As El Supremo, 
you also need to know how the people react. You need to step into the minds of the subjects to truly understand if and how you can direct total suppression. Mao is determined to purge China of these bourgeois thoughts he claims linger in the minds of an older generation. Mao wants all 600 million Chinese to practice what he terms true communist right thinking. Yes, conformity is foundational, but what we need to understand is to what extent will an individual go to conform. For your society, you need to understand the breaking point. When does conformity become a burden on the individual? To do this, you first need to understand the people. Take Mao. He was convinced that politics had to be violent. He manipulated the frustration and violence under the previous ruler of Chiang Kai-shek to promote his own communist beliefs. Oh, how the peasants were starved, how everybody hated the communists, and how his sister, his brother, you know, his family were dying and so on. In particular, he reached out to the weak, the suppressed, those willing to follow with unquestioning loyalty to keep the facade of power. You two must promise the world, then return nothing. To women, Mao promised equality while appealing to the large agricultural and manufacturing labourers, almost 80% of the population. Unlike those before, hope and promise of a new era, Mao Zedong steering China towards a new future, was appealing to many. Yun Chang in Wild Swans articulates, Mao had learned that the most effective way of conquering people was to conquer their hearts and minds. Many peasants were joining the communist army as all members of society had carried out a land to tiller reform and the peasant felt like backing them was a way to keep their land. For you to be successful, the beliefs you instill need to give a whole new meaning that provides people a reason to fight for your cause. But what about those who refuse to follow your lead? Chapter 5. Create unquestioning power through fear. This is the meat in your dictatorial sandwich. Fear. You need to assert yourself as the rightful ruler. Take Stalin, Kim, or in our case, Mao. Murder a few million and the rest will submit. As a dictator, you need to have supreme confidence in your ability to alter society for the good. For you need hard times and dissatisfaction in the populace in order to create your own conformist society. Fear and torture are your lifeblood for those who question and even some who don't. Borrow this titivating torture method, the tiger bench. The subject is sat on a bench with their back against the wall, legs extended in front of them at a right angle. Their legs are fastened to the bench with leather belts. Slabs of brick are added underneath the suspect's feet until their kneecaps break or the belts snap. After all, this worked very effectively for Mao. This is only one form of punishment. Take notes. Real punishments included, as my grandfather states. Mass rallies with enemies paraded through the streets, denounced, sentenced, hit and kicked, occasionally causing death as they led to prison amidst the cheers and thunderous applause. Of course, you, as the dictator, 
need to be sure that there's no insurrection. An attack on their individual lives is required. In my school, there was tremendous violence. And my headmaster couldn't stand it, and he was trying to commit suicide by slashing his neck. A gardener in the school, I think he had been a nationalist officer, so he was singled out and beaten to death. As a successful tyrant, what is the loss of a few, or in Mao's case, the loss of many, non-submissive subjects. Chapter 6. Conquer all aspects of your subjects' lives. Okay, so you're now unquestionably the dictator. How can you further suppress the masses? What about a more conspicuous method? Meetings. Don't be fooled by its seemingly pleasant demeanor. It is your powerful dictatorial tool. Meetings can be another wonderful wrench in your conformist toolkit, as became evidently clear to me in family discussions. My grandmother, a former nurse, informed me. We were forced to attend weekly meetings. The party dictated who we were allowed to medically treat. Of course, the class enemies were often left to die. Thus, it is clear to see that it isn't just power over the individual that creates a conforming consensus. As a dictator, you must take control over every aspect of the society that they live in. The system must determine everything, from whether one's coat was made from expensive wool or cheap cotton, to the size of one's apartment. Chapter 7. Control the Truth What is truth? We learn at a very early age that some facts are just undisputed. But in a conformist society, the truth can be whatever you please. Truth is a problem for an authoritarian or strong man because truth invites debate. Truth suggests that we can question the stories that we're being given. There are numerous tricks to maintain total control, not only in your subjects' lives, but in their minds. It's very simple. If it preserves the interests of the revolution, it is true. The Chinese Communist Party used to utilize an extensive propaganda apparatus to disseminate information that aligned with their ideology and political objectives. State-controlled media outlets, newspapers, radios, and later television were used to propagate the party's version of events and present Mao as a hero and visionary leader. Need another example? Well, what better way to remind your society of its goals than to control their every thought? Mao and the party leadership emphasized the importance of thought reform and ideological conformity. They sought to mold the thinking of the population by promoting Mao's writing and speeches. In particular, as the ultimate guide to revolutionary thought, Mao's Little Red Book became a ubiquitous tool for disseminating his ideas and political directives until it has become the very symbol of control present to this day. So get writing, your life will become an inspiration to millions. Need a little extra playbook step to help you hang on to power? Chapter 8. Target the Youth Reformation stems from the youth. If you want to make a clear history as a tyrannical leader, you will need to grab people at a subconscious level. 
With the teachers decimated, Mao turns his attention to his envoys of terror themselves, the children. The adults have been purged. Now it's time for the youth to turn on each other. By jamming propaganda and limiting education in the youth, you ensure the eternal cycle of conformity. Reaching out to the youth doesn't only mean securing a future fueled by a doctrine, but also influences the present. This is a tried and tested means. Think about Nazi Germany and the effectiveness of Hitler Youth. Nonconformists were not even safe in their own household out of fear of their own children. Who controls the youth controls the populace. You need this ingredient. The effectiveness of the manipulation of the youth is clearly evident and scarred into Chang's memory. As a child, my idea of the West was that it was a miasma of poverty and misery, like that of the homeless. In Mao's eyes, ignorance was bliss, and this had lasted in China to this day. What a fantastic formula for success. Chapter 9. Create a Common Enemy To propel your rise to ultimate power, you'll need a message that spurs your society's souls. In a perfect world, there's no need for a dictator. But look around you. Why do your oppressed subjects choose to protest? People need someone to blame. Somebody, not you. The genius is understanding the nature of the resentment that already exists. What better way to achieve control than making your enemies the people's enemies? And you will be the ultimate hero in providing the solution. And that is exactly what Mao did on two levels. While Mao recognized the importance of intellectuals in building his own China, he was a staunch adherent of Marx-Leninism. To Mao, anyone who represented bourgeoisie values posed a threat to his revolutionary goals. His Hundred Flowers campaign allowed for the intellectuals to criticize the government openly, and immediately after, he launched the anti-rightist movement, persecuting, murdering, and imprisoning those who spoke out. Typically, they would be stood on the stage facing a hysterical crowds and their arms were ferociously put to the back and their heads were ferociously pushed down and they were kicked and beaten and tortured and made to kneel on broken glass, being paraded in the streets and um, then eventually sent to the camps. Chapter 10 rule indefinitely. Shockingly is that they're able to convince their followers that this isn't really conformity, it's unity. Well, you not only need total control, but of course you need it to last. How? Easy. Under Mao, not only had China escaped from its rich cultural history, as what occurs again and again is the way that a society could be capable of removing its former being to replace and create what Saik Lakaim described. Conformism hinders rather than promotes the evolution of cooperation. So with the help of this recipe, you are now the terrific tyrannical titan with millions of minions who will cling onto every word you speak, write and record. 
most empires unfortunately fall short here. Hitler, Pol Pot, Idi Amin eventually lucked out. But certainly not Mao's, and not yours. If you follow the playbook, what you seek now is any dictator's most elusive desire. Immortality. So how can you ensure you continue to be worshipped long after your death? After all, Mao has perfected this. His body is visited and worshipped by over 10 million people each year. It's been 44 years since Mao Zedong's body was laid to rest in the grandiose Chairman Mao Memorial Hall. He may be gone, but he's not forgotten. His portrait is etched into millions of banknotes and stamps, even painted onto the sides of prominent buildings. To reach the pinnacle of immortality of state control, the minds of the youth in Mao's China shape a new narrative portraying pivotal moments in the communist revolution as heroic. Exquisite events including famines, political repression, purges and the collapse of the economy would be transformed through propaganda into nostalgia for older generations. It's an outstanding outcome that you too may rule a nation even though you may have started as a broken down and out individual. The hope for tyranny is simple through acting on what people want, outcasting minorities, eliminating curiosity, crushing your own faithful subjects. You too can rule forever. So, after meticulously listening to my playbook, what kind of person can be a tyrannical dictator? Anybody 